0: Got you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I hear you pretty good. Uh, let's see. Um, waiting on still, but there we go. Still, yo. All right, awesome. Welcome to another installment of Puffy Talks Food and Football. We're back. We took a week off. I took a week off last week. Can't let you guys digest the first three episodes of the podcast, but uh breezing right through along the division previews, uh, doubling up, going back-to-back AFC teams. We're going to be doing the AFC East today. <coughs> That's why I'm joined by two uh, Dolphins fans. Uh, normally, I would try to do two different teams, but the uh, I think the most interesting team in that division would be the Dolphins. So, kind of having two different – Connor, and I have still on today to talk about their respective teams. Y'all say what's up to the people out there. Can y'all hear me? Y'all say say what's what's up to the people.
1: What's going on, everybody out there? Can't hear Zola wanted to say what's up to everybody as well.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah, I was trying. Let's still no, get him
0: on. Head, him. But... All right. This is Connie. He on. Yeah, he on. Uh, yeah. So, a little bit of news to catch up on uh, from the NFL standpoint. Since the last time we spoke, um, we did the AFC South podcast. And ironically, huge news out of the AFC South. Carson Wentz uh, goes down with a foot injury with a five- to 12-week timetable. And the next day, Quentin Nelson, the all-pro, all-world guard, suffers the same injury, um, which is kind of crazy. Back-to-back days, two different players, two pivotal parts. of that team, suffering the same injury. Um, Got to wonder what's in the water in Indy and what's coming up next. Uh, they want to make a move for another quarterback to try to go all in. They want to wait it out with Carson Wentz. I already was in the belief that it wasn't going to work out anyways with Carson Wentz. I don't know how you two guys feel about it. I'd like to get y'all thoughts on that. Um, I'm not real. I've
1: never been real big on Carson Wentz. I mean, he had that that run with uh, what, who Philly for a while, and everybody was big on him, but I've never really been big on him since, you know, back in his college highlight like take. I mean,
2: he, he he's all right. I just see him more as a backup than like an all-star, all pro type of type of guy. I don't see him as a franchise. Just he gets hurt too much. It's just not gonna work out. Um too much. If anything, too much go, hero for, ball.
0: go for the De, to Deshaun. Oh yeah. No, he he throws it up there and praise. Um the Colts aren't gonna trade within that division. Well, the Texans aren't gonna trade them in the division. You know, as far as Deshaun, you know, camp right. going, nah, they, they're just not. That's just something. I mean, yeah, but nah, a quarterback is different because, like, you're going to have to see Deshaun every year. And it's like, what if he had to break in your heart every, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's like, like an would unspoken
1: do. rule. You just – you can't do that. You're not going to trade in your division, especially a player like Deshaun Watson. That's something Deshaun that would, would do. That would – that would just – for your, your your chances of anything, maybe they want to hurt him. <laughs> Play him twice,
2: better chance. <laughs> they already trying to take the man's career. All these people yeah, all of popping up, saying like all those masseuses and whatnot.
0: You're my man, bitch man. He ain't doing nothing wrong. The uh, Sean like to get a uh, massage between the ass cheeks and make women uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, so. I mean whatever do you do you do? whatever you folks your boat, but I mean he was just I mean he just went too far. He he was stepping over boundaries. I mean I know there's a lot of people coming out, but that's just
2: funny. It's happening right as soon as he says he's unhappy with Houston.
0: You know what? I'll leave that legal experts. That ain't my uh <laughs> that ain't my expertise on this podcast, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, my 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 stance on that is like, I just don't believe 24 25 people just coming out here being like, Yo, Sean Watson, you know what I'm saying? Then they got like he been messaging them, and it's, it's gonna be bad.
2: There's crazier things out there,
0: that's true, that is true. Um. What else? What else? News we got. Darius Leonard got paid for the Colts. Speaking of that, their um, all-pro linebacker made him the highest-paid um, linebacker in football. Right after Fred Warner became the highest-paid linebacker in well football. Well deserved. Well deserved. Stud. Star. Um, yeah, you, you really can't take nothing away from that. You can't really yeah, take nothing I mean, away from that. He des- he deserves his money. Um mm-hmm. that's what you want. You want to take care of your homegrown players. Mm-hmm. Kinda weird oh, yeah. though that they, you know, didn't hesitate to pay him, but they ain't really reached out to pay any free agents that would greatly benefit that team and get them over the hump. But um that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. That's just my opinion. Oh, uh, they have all that they money they've been sitting
1: on. I'm just glad they made the right decision in paying him, you know, getting him a contract, you know, whatever they do from here on out. You know, as long as it's Somewhat related to benefiting him on the defense, it'll, it'll
0: all work out. That's true. Um, but the fourth button is already paid, too, so two cornerstones of the defense. Um, oh, yeah. It's locked up. But uh, rolling right along, you know, training camp going through, wishing every team kind of stays healthy. A lot of guys starting to get nicks and bruises here and there. Um, some guys, you know, say messing up their timetable their time to start week one. You know, you had Justin Jefferson go down with that AC joint sprain in the shoulder, um, speedy recovery to him. Don't want him to have to deal with too much. But then also on the flip side, you got something. We I, I told you guys we're going to raise his head. I told you guys, hey, I don't care what your stance is on it, you know, vaccinated or not vaccinated. I'm not I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But I told you guys, it's going to be a problem with some of these players out here that's not vaccinated when they're having a missed training camp because of COVID, and they had two starting quarterbacks have to miss time. Um Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins. Um dealing with COVID. And for the Dolphins, uh the whole tight end room, I believe, had to miss out because of COVID close contact procedures. It was I think it was
1: something earlier. Uh, I think everybody back now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was
0: Adam Shaheen and Mike Jasicki and them boys. I oh, having to miss a couple of days of practice. Um, matter of fact, that's, that's just a great transition to start talking about the AFC East. Like I said, a division I find to be interesting. Buffalo took this division home last, last year. Josh Allen put on that effort performance. Shout out to Josh Allen. He just got paid, too. Um, I'd like to see him do that again, that way he did last year. But uh, I'm not going to say he can't. I'm just going to say what we've seen the prior years before that. Um, he didn't make that super gigantic leap. So a little regression is definitely to be kept in mind because I, I just don't see him being putting up those astronomical numbers and being as phenomenal as he was. Like he he, he was Right up there, arguably, with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Patrick Mahomes in the MVP conversation. And I don't expect him to fall too far off, but I also just really don't expect him to be like I put, doing the same thing. So, John still has a lot of YOLO balls in him. He likes to just throw it up there. Likes to make crazy plays. Likes to test the limits of that arm. But uh, Buffalo, they retooled. They really didn't lose too much. They just added to um, yeah. the Jets. Whole nother regime with the Jets. Head coach, um, office coordinator, defense coordinator, new quarterback, revamped offense, um, added some pieces to the defense. And then when you talk about the Patriots, Cam Newton coming back, uh, adding Matt Jones in that quarterback room, a couple weapons on the offense, Bill Belichick looking at disgust at his offense and his defense, adding players along the defense to really get them back to where they need to be um, in contention level, and then you turn the flip page to the Dolphins. Uh, two in second year, adding weapons along the offensive front, uh, the growth of that offensive line, it would be key. Um, in the defense, taking another step and trying to find that number one pass rusher. So let's start there. Let's give me the best case scenario for the other than like of course winning the Super Bowl. Give like me give me give me the realistic best expectations for this Dolphins team and then give me the best expectations for two of this season. I don't I'll care which one he i i am kind of
2: start. Kind of Alright. So <clears throat> I have to say Realistically, I definitely see us going second in the division. Okay. Um, Bills will most likely kind of take it home again as far as winning the division, but I think we will definitely beat them one out of the two games. Um, I mean, we, we owe them in week two versus what happened last year in week 17. So, so we definitely owe the Bills a knock on the chin. Um. Uh, I definitely see us going second in the division, possibly first, but we will get a wild card spot regardless if we don't win it. Um we just I mean AFC East in total just had a lot of people lay off last year due to COVID. I mean Patriots probably had the most amount of players just kinda
0: take the year off. Yeah. And they will be back.
2: But I mean I think we're from getting
0: any team they had the most players that just took the year off for COVID. I believe so. I don't know the specific numbers, but I, I think,
2: I mean, they were just hurt all around, three or four people. And was it laying off for COVID, or was it Belichick saying, like, hey, take the year off, we're not going to do all that great this year? Who's to say? Um, But, I mean, Miami Dolphins alone are going to get Albert Wilson, which is going to be a huge upgrade. Uh, just, I love Parker and all, but he does have injury issues. But every single season. Every single season. There's
0: only something, whether it's a toe injury. whether it's... I mean, I really like you guys' weapons for the offense, speaking about Albert Wilson coming back. And with Devontae Parker, whatever whatever you get, the 11 to 12 games you get out of him, Jalen Waddle coming in up from all reports, looking like the real deal, giving another element to the offense. Um, and then, don't forget, getting well full of the 11 to 12 games you get out of him or whatever you get out of him. And uh, maybe him being, that's South Beach, Miami Sun to do something for his legs. And with oh, Jaseki, yeah. I mean, really one of the most underrated receiving cores, I mean, in the league right there, if Jalen was able to come out there and produce his rookie year.
2: If we can get yeah, a I'm, run game I'm, going on, we will have an air out team. Like, if we just have somebody that can get produced – some decent yardage, at least a thousand yards. We will have a team that can just spread it out and go toe to toe with anybody. And like, I'm excited to see.
1: I'm excited to see that. I don't, I don't even remember the last thousand yard rusher the Dolphins had. To be honest with you, uh, Reggie Bush maybe. probably. Has it been that long?
2: No. No, it hasn't uh, been that long. I really
1: can't say. Regardless I agree the run game is very important for us. You asked best case scenario. Honestly man, I see I see us kind of making a push for that uh that, that that number 1 spot in the division. If Tua can actually show up and show out, make plays, pass the ball downfield, you know, make proper reads, go through his read progression, you know, don't just go one two, you know, and then either hit one or two or, you know, take off. He's going to have to learn to go one two you know, maybe three, four, at times. You know, it's just it, it, how tour develops in the off season is going to play a pivotal role. And like I said, I, like I, you, you, asked best case scenario, I think best case scenario is we make a run for that number one spot. Everybody can stay healthy. We got to wait on Will Fuller to get back. I think he's dealing with like some suspension or something like that. If I'm, I'm not mistaken. Drug. Yeah, so we got. How well, you got performance and drugs problem
2: and your health? <laughs> That many games. Like I think you've been playing
1: eleven games mostly. Like they apparently they're not helping him. They they're regressing <laughs> for him. But nonetheless, um I love our tight end room. Uh we were we, if you look to Adam Shaheen last year, uh Smythe made plenty of plays. Uh, you know, we got a we got a tight end group that's real good, receiving core. Um, the whole nine I, I just really hope our O line can stay healthy this year. Um
0: one of, one of we can we get, a, can there, we get a better
1: running game going down in Miami? That's I really hope so. Like I said, we can't we we can't continue to go seasons without thousand yard rushers. You know, having that that back, you can get a ball to you know, and it just takes that pressure off the Tua. Taking as much pressure off Tua, going to play a key role in our uh, our development. We don't want to put too much on them too early.
2: I'm excited the- to see Tua actually have an off season this year, though. Yes, he was drafted last year.
1: But
0: COVID and everything like that, he did not. He was, still, re- he was still recovering from that hip too. Let's now, let's be honest, that hip was definitely healed So
1: I'm not. Um, told. And then you got to also think, like it, it was a lot of like virtual things, you know. So he was trying to learn the playbook and stuff like that virtually. So I just a lot played into that, and I think a lot of people try and write him off after year one. And I mean, let's not let, let's not shy away from the fact he didn't have a bad year one. It wasn't you know, two alike so everybody just writes it off. But you know, he didn't have an absolute horrible year one. Did he make mistakes? Yes. But that's you know just gonna happen with the
0: game. I agree. And I think one thing like y'all all talked about, one thing that would definitely oh. Oh. hold up real quick.
2: We haven't talked much about the defense, but, I mean, that's going to come. With Brian Flores back there, defense isn't going to be a problem. I mean, it sucks not having Kyle Van Noy, but I think people will stealth up. But Mm -hmm. as far as the offense, if we can get a consistent run game going on, it's, I mean, we can be lights out. We can compete with any of the other offenses out there, I think.
1: Absolutely, I'm I'm excited that we're 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 looking to restructure Xavier Howard's uh, contract. That's a that'll be a huge piece. That happened yesterday. Um, uh, that uh, that's a huge piece. You know, he he plays a huge factor. Whether people want to believe it or not, you know, he is a uh, like I, I I argued with uh with Corey, one of the you know the old the, the people that was on the previous pod about how he is a top-tier corner in the league, and people need to give him his, his respect. You know, since I'm, he's been in the league, he's definitely made a huge impact. So I'm excited I appreciate to see y'all kind keeping of he rolling. Does.
0: I appreciate y'all keeping it rolling for me. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: them, them refining him them yesterday is going to be the one of the biggest – And I mean, I think they added, like, a million-dollar bonus for going to the Pro Bowl, like, a couple other incentives, like, everything like that. And, I mean – if he keeps up with how he's been playing, like, I think he's, what, 28 now? So he probably has three
0: more good, good years of, like, at his level that he's been playing at. And then, even then, you know, he could also transition to a third safety or nickel corner role, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. but it's good for him to get paid
1: now. I mean, yeah, it's good
0: for y'all to, so pivotal for what y'all do. I mean, from what I'm understanding, the rookie y'all drafted last year still struggling at corner, and Byron Jones, I mean, yeah, you got to hope he rebounds from last year. Mm-hmm. I like Thank the you addition yell. of
1: Jakeem Griffin.
0: I like that addition in the
1: secondary. Um, also, um, somebody I'm really excited to see, I'm going to be honest with y'all, Andrew Van uh, – what's it, Yicle? Ben Van Ginkle.
0: Ginkle.
1: Ginkle. He is a playmaker. Watch out for Van Ginkle, man. He 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 out, he he balls for us every single week. I'm excited to see him.
0: <laughs> um you know, just talking about the defense. Um, well, hold on, let me finish my thought about two before I move on to defense. Uh I I agree with y'all, everything y'all said. Four year New offense, I mean, you know, you got to be concerned about learning the two offenses in two years, but getting a full offseason, getting a full way to be healthy, in mean, a full offseason to get healthy, learn the offense, but most importantly, man, just the weapons that y'all added, um, barring health, to me, the two things that can hold your offense back is tour and health. I don't think it'll be tour. so as long as y'all tools, y'all uh, weapons can stay healthy on the offense, uh, the sky's the limit. Really, the sky's the limit. But as far as y'all defense go, the only concern I have is pass rush. Losing Shaq Lawson, losing Calvin Noy. Hopefully, Jalen Phillips, uh, you guys' other first-round pick, can come in and uh, make some plays. Because other than that, uh, y'all still have Ogba. You know, hopefully he can reproduce what he did last year, but it's uh, pretty bleak. You know, Christian Wilkins. Hopefully he can take a step forward and get some material pass rush. Um, I know you guys do a lot of really crazy things on exotic things on defense. Uh, one game that stands out to me is that Rams game last year, where you guys just like annihilated Jared Goff. Um, <laughs> but that's all dependent on the secondary. You guys are a big cover one team. So, the corners have to be on point, but someone has to emerge in this pass rush group. DM, yeah, sure. you can not play in the Dolphins secondary. <laughs> um, yeah, I could not. I could not. I, I got a couple good snaps in me before I got to get subbed out. Uh,
1: oh man, yeah, I think our I, I think D-line will be our weak point um you know hopefully we are able to get after the passer um you know we'll be able to cover in the secondary but our secondary is not going to be able to cover for you know four five six seven seconds you know at a time so, which is, it, 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 it's not possible
0: so quick question would y'all be willing to trade for chandler jones no, he wants to trade. He wants out of Arizona. If you can have him for maybe a third round pick. Yeah, I think um, about that. Like, this is Chandler Jones. Let's say we know for a fact he's giving you two, 13 sacks next year. I mean, that would be huge. That would be, I, I think, a sign. Because somebody if, like that it could be huge. What if four of those 13 sacks was against Josh Allen, too? Two sacks a game, that could be the difference. Them two sacks could have been two drive killers. You know what I'm saying? If you can make it to the
2: playoffs I'll take the sacks, then I mean the sacks okay. will help big time. But let them throw it. Give them the give them some pressure, but let them throw it. I think I wanted to pick them off. I think we'll have I mean, looks like we'll have more interceptions than we'll have sacks this year. Okay.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. I like the Dolphins. I uh, definitely think they're a team to uh, watch. I think they'll be interesting. I'll definitely be tuning in week one when they play the Patriots. It just seems like they just happened. I mean, I know that did happen last year, week one. But uh Week one transition Patriots week two Bills. Well you gotta love it, man. Off to a hot start. Let's uh transition to Buffalo. Um, well, before Buffalo. we get to
1: Buffalo, let me shout out my man Jason Saunders, our kicker. Uh, just uh, he uh, he came through for us this year, so I want to make sure I get him a little shout out too.
0: Hey, shout out to Jakeem Grant, y'all special teams uh return guy oh, yeah. He's good to make a play every now and then for y'all. Love Jakeem baby, love it. man. It's, just, it's huge. Um, let's go to Buffalo. Uh, talking about a team who really didn't lose too much. Uh, the notable departures are John Brown. Um, He is in Oakland, I believe. John Brown is moved on to Oakland. Um, Trent Murphy, he's gone. Ty Nischke, offensive lineman, is gone. Quentin Jefferson, the defensive tackle, has uh, departed. And Brian Winters, the guard. And then they added um, Trubisky to back. Uh, Josh Allen up. Really is a perfect <laughs> backup for, for Josh Allen. I mean, he's nowhere near as accurate, but you can still get him on the move, and I'm pretty sure you could still run to some of those Ricky Josh Allen plays because uh, we know Trubisky can only read one side of the field. Uh, <laughs> Ma- Emmanuel Sanders coming in is really just already pretty decent receiving core. I mean, you got Gabe Davis up there. You got Isaiah Ford. You got Cole Beasley. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie. You got Kobe, I Stanch, like Stephon year. Diggs, you know, just you know, they just got a they got a nice little uh, receiving core. Um Matt Breeder, they also added him and Jacob Hollister. That would be a good it's gonna be a good tight end too. Um so they added Gregory Rosow, the defensive end in the draft for Miami, uh, double dipped because they added Carlos Basham, the defensive end out of Wake Forest. Um yeah. I mean, Buffalo, I mean, what can you say? A team that was strong last year, threw the ball on the top five teams that threw it last year. I mean, there were games where they couldn't run the ball, so they just said, fuck it, we'll throw it 60 times, and it worked. Um, I mean, the Patriots have adopted that game plan years ago. There's been plenty of times where the Patriots have been like, we can't run it? Fuck it. We'll throw 55 times. We'll dink and dunk you down the field, you know? Um, Do you are you guys kind of in the same boat as me? Or, or how are you guys feeling about Buffalo? I just don't see that offense. Stefan Diggs also is is amazing. I just don't see Josh Allen having that same type of year. Um, right. That defense is great. Oh, I love what they've been doing. Sean McDermott, I love that defense. If they can get any pass rusher to emerge. Um, Jerry Hughes had like two and a half sacks last year. Um, they really haven't gotten anything out of him. Um, the first round pick, Ed Oliver. He's, he's an okay player, really haven't gotten any of that consistent interior rush out of him. And then you have more um the defensive end they drafted last shot of Iowa. Uh gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on his name. I keep thinking gross mottos, but it's not him because he went to the Panthers. Uh, but he went to Iowa, and I just keep blanking on his name, but he, he he, was inconsistent last year. He really didn't play much. So, Buffalo, I love their secondary, but – Are you talking about Epinesa? Yeah, there you go, Epinesa. Yeah, Epinesa, he didn't really do anything last year. So, I mean, just a well-coached unit, just a well-coached unit. They kind of got dominated in that playoff game uh, against Kansas City. So, what's your outlook on Buffalo?
1: honestly I think Buffalo can be scary man it it, 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 the thing about Buffalo is they started clicking at the right time you know they started hitting on all cylinders at the right moment that's why they were able to make that good playoff push so I think you get a performance like Josh Allen had last year I think you know get him back you know, him and Stephon Diggs got a year under their belt. You know, they got Emmanuel Sanders, like you said, Gabriel Davis, a few weapons as well at, at, at the receiving core. Cole Beasley always a huge part of an offense. Um, you know, I think if, if he's able to, you know, continue to click on all cylinders like that, I don't see why they're not able to, you know, make a huge push. Even with the departures that they had, you know, I, I definitely feel like Josh Allen can keep the ball rolling. Um you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, it is it, definitely going to be a, a battle for that top spot in the division as long as the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, are, you know, Shout out the to Mika can do what they can. Shout I'm more out to Mika worried Hatt. about their
2: defense than their offense. I think people will be able to plan for Josh Allen a lot better this year. Um, but they, they did win a lot of battles in the trenches, and that's really what pushed them over. I mean, <laughs> That defense alone was able to keep so much pressure on Mahomes. That's what I'm more worried about. I don't, I don't. Know. I know their offense was great last year, but I don't see them putting up those same numbers. Yeah, they brought in Sanders and Deshawn Diggs. I mean, that's a guy you can throw up a prayer to, and he'll catch it. But
0: I just, I mean, I don't see it. Beasley, He's he'll a, get hurt. He, He's a route running technician. That's what Stephon Diggs is. Route running technician.
2: But I mean, he'll catch
0: whatever you throw at him. Like if you can yeah. get it around him, like, he will catch it. I mean,
2: without him, what happens? You're right. I, mean, I
0: don't cut Sanders
2: that. enough. Yeah, he's a good second, but he's not a first. And I don't know the rest of them. Yeah, I think they brought in Gabriel Davis.
0: In the draft, yeah. I mean, we'll see what he does. I mean, he was there last year. I mean, he caught a touchdown in a bunch of games. He just didn't do anything outside of catching touchdowns. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but I mean, we we uh, got guys like that. Shout out to Micah Hyde, man. I love that. I love the safety tandem in uh, Buffalo. Micah Hyde's my guy. Uh, my favorite yeah. player in their defense, and I love their jerseys. But uh, oh yeah, um, um, I expect Buffalo to win. 11 or 12 games. It's a 17-game season. Do I really see Buffalo dropping? Well, hold on. I, I, I do see Buffalo at 10 and 11 because like I said, I do see the Dolphins. I, I expect y'all to split. I expect them to split with the Patriots lad, because honestly, last year, the Patriots could have beaten them both games. That's honestly the difference in the Patriots season. If they win both of those games, they, you know, they probably... They did I'm never even coming Patriots different. out. But... um. Well, that's good because we're going to transition right to the New England Patriots. We actually didn't spend that much time with Buffalo because, I mean, what's there to really talk about? They returned a lot of their players. Uh, They return their offensive coordinator. Still blows my mind that Brian Dayball did not get a a head coaching job. They're gonna come out there. We know they're probably gonna pass the ball. They know they're gonna probably try to run a little bit more this year, a little bit more balance. But if you could toss the ball the way they did last year, with that defense working the way it is, if they get any 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 bit of a better pass rush, if they can get into the top 15 in sacks, maybe like in that 12 to 8 range, Buffalo's really gonna be scary next year. That's where you want to be. Um, so we'll talk about the Patriots. Uh, like I said, drafted Mac Jones, Christian Barmore out of, uh, Alabama in the second round to go on that D-line and really beefed that up. Um, lo- losing Joe Thune on the offensive line, hurt. Uh, losing Marcus Cannon, one of the McCourty brothers, Jason McCourty's gone, Adam Butler on that defensive line, and Demi- uh, Demir Bird uh, has departed. Uh, I think Demir Bird is in Chicago. And they added Janu Smith and Hunter Henry, two new toys for Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels used to play with on the offense. Uh, if you remember when the Patriots had um, Gronkowski and Hernandez, what that offense was like, they had brought in Nelson Aguilar, who just had a career here in Oakland, Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers, a good possession receiver, uh, brought Matt Judon on to really solidify that number one edge rusher that they needed on defense. Uh, you talk about you bringing back uh, Calvin Noy to go along with that front seven with Chase Winovich and Josh Uche, um, you know, and then uh, Henry Anderson. You bring him over the Jets, a good stable of a, a good D. N. in the three four, uh, and Jalen Mills bringing him in for the Eagles to come in to play corner or safety, uh, interchangeable. You get Chung back from COVID. You get uh, Hightower back from COVID. Another opt-out. Uh, there's another guy on the defense that was another opt-out. Of course, you got Gilmore. You got J.C. Jackson. Um, you got your matchup pieces in the secondary. Uh, and that, and that's really where you want to start with the Patriots. though. They added some beef up on the D-line. Um, Christian Balmore, Henry Anderson. Because the Patriots, you know, they don't really – in the years past, they haven't carried many big guys. And that's – been to the detriment of them getting ran on and they haven't been a fast, they've been a linebacker. And now you talk about them adding some of these pieces on defense and bolstering that pass rush to go along with that secondary that was already really good. <clears throat> I hate to say it, but it looked like the nightmare might be back. I mean, if you get average quarterback play out of Cam Newton, which I fully expect Cam Newton to play like he did before he went on the COVID list, um, really was a bigger difference. You know, offensive line will still be good. Their Besides running game Aguilar, is still though. excellent. You say what? Besides Aguilar, though, I mean, who's their receivers? I just told you they got Janus Smith and Hunter Henry. I, that's, I mean, who are they? I mean. I mean, it, it, with Josh McDaniel scheming, I mean, that's a lot. Because, I mean, they already have a good running game. They're going to have a – they were like top five in running last year with Damian Harris. And they'll have Sonny Michelle in there and they'll have Cam. And then you now you have two tight ends that could come out here and do a lot on the field. And then you add Aguilar. I, um, I guess Harry will still be there. We'll see what he does. You get Kendra Bourne, who's going to move the chains. Um, there's somebody I feel like I'm forgetting for the Patriots. Um, I mean, we'll see he what Myers does. Yeah, there you go, Jacoby Myers. Jaco- hey, now you got Jacoby Myers, too. I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, like. I'm not, they don't have, sold on the New I'm not sold defense, on their defense. man. That it's, defense. It's nothing not, special not, on offense, but it can't be worse than they had last year. you got some some weapons in a different – now you got a scheme. I, I think it's going to – I just think the running aspect of it with those two tight ends, the play action, it's going to create a lot of open holes. They're going to be out for blood, man. They were embarrassed last year. and they, I'm telling yeah. you, they're going to be out for blood.
1: Oh yeah, you know they're gonna be out for blood. I just I'm not sold on their offensive firepower to really make them a contender. That's my big thing. I don't know. I mean, I like you said they had they'll have a good run game. Damian Harris. I'm just not sold on it. Like like, Connor said, I'm not sold on the receiving core. They'll They'll and, be honestly, able to plan
2: better with
1: Newton this the year. Per, but, the, the play of Newton, if we're being honest, has just kind of not been there. Um, I mean, I know they had a lot of holes last year but until Cam Newton cut his hair man he's just not going to be MVP Cam
0: <laughs> so let me ask you a question if you get the same Aguilar you got last year in Oakland and you get you know the same Kendrick Bourne you have been getting moving the chains you get Honey Henry stable, then you get Janu Smith on his upward trajectory Uh and Jacoby Myers was as good as he was for Cam Newton last year as this year uh uh, I think you have enough to – you don't need a number one or number two. You just need a You need a set. You need just weapons. You need to be able to distribute the ball, and that's at least four or five people you can get the ball to, not including a running game. So, I mean, I'm not high on the skill set of the uh, uh, individuals. I'm high on the skills as a collective with Josh McDaniels. Um, just knowing what two tight end sets do to people and how – it can get you in base defense and then they can throw out of that base defense. Having those mismatches at tight end and uh, getting different numbers in the run game It's something I'm excited to see. I want to see it. I want to see it. That defense, though, is going to be much to watch. Guaranteed, that's going to be a game that's on my TV week one. Um, you know, I'm probably going to have three different TVs. I have my Titans. In the Cardinals on, the Patriots and the the Dolphins is definitely a much watch, and I think Buffalo and the Steelers are probably my second much watch. There's gonna be so many games, man. I'm gonna have to figure something out. I need like five TVs. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, need like five. I'm really going.
2: Gonna, yeah, You're
0: I'm gonna, gonna need five. somewhere, bro. Nah, see, I don't COVID. I'm not going. I, I got I got two TVs already. By the time the season starts, I'm gonna have a third TV, and I'm gonna have a tablet. So that's five. That's gonna be four games right there. Yeah.
2: I'll so, try to make it out there unless I'm working. Um, I'll try to make it out there week one, but well, it, it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't. Know. Patriots will do Patriot things because they're coaching, but I think they still
0: need some weapons. And still, I, I truly believe we could get. Okay, this is going to be weird, but I believe we could get three teams out of this division in the playoffs. I, I believe y'all can make it The Patriots can make it And the Bills can make it because I also just want to I, see the downfall of the Patriots As I assess the rest it? of the AFC I don't believe You don't believe I'm in that, the Jets? <laughs> uh, we're, about talk, we're about to talk about the Jets um, I just, As I assess the There's rest a reason of the AFC last. I don't think Like I said, I don't think the Colts are making the playoffs So one team's coming out the South That's four slots You still got three to fill um then you go to the West. I do believe two teams out that division get into the uh, playoffs. And then I think you get um one team out the AFC. Ooh, that, that's that's false. What about oh, the yeah, North? Yeah, yeah. I just thought about that. Yeah, only two teams are gonna make it this division because the Browns and the Ravens are both getting in. Um uh, We'll
2: see. Can the Browns the, Can the Browns yes.
0: keep going or are they gonna do Browns things? Um Uh think they have a really talented roster and if that defense does what it, i think it'll do i don't think the offense has to be as good as it was last year uh i think that defense will do some of that healthy heavy lifting but that's I already talked about that on the podcast uh if you want to come back circle back around uh, after we do all the division previews and i do the uh do the uh, over unders for every team and you know that's the final podcast before the season starts If you want to come on for that, you let me know. You know, I'll bring you on. <laughs> but, you, got uh, your, you got you got your week one
1: preseason bet, Sandian.
0: Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna just like live bet on something, or to wait till somebody put a little tidbit out there. I might throw some juice down on the preseason this weekend. Probably not. Uh, I'll probably wait to the second week and try to catch a couple overs. I'm ready for week one. I'm just ready for college in week one. But uh, let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about the Jets. here. Um, there's not much to talk about. There's not much to talk about. There, i like to say the worst. Um, Love the head coach, though. Love the new head coach edition. Solid. <laughs> yeah. What I like that? it, too. Bringing uh, – uh, I can't think of – it's Mick something the offensive coordinator. Uh, it's Mike Mick – is it Mike McDaniels? he's the office going to bring that Shanahan style over there. Let's just talk about it. Drafting Zach Wilson. Second overall, Elijah Vera Tucker, 14th overall uh, left guard, actually is a starter, uh, drafting Michael Carter, the running back out of, um, North Carolina in the fourth round. Uh, I skipped it. The most important pick they picked was actually Elijah Moore, uh, in the second round receiving from Ole Miss. I guarantee you guys, um, that might be a good bet to put somebody on him for a rookie of the year. Uh, of course, Sam Donald went down to Carolina. Harry uh, Anderson departed. Like I said, uh, the Patriots, Rashard Perriman uh, with Detroit, and Pat Eflin, the center, has moved on. The Jets brought in Corey Davis to kind of bolster that receiving core. Um, to go along with Elijah Moore, you know, They brought in Keenan Cole also, and then you get back Jamison Crowder, uh, LaMarcus Joyner in the secondary, Morgan Moses at tackle, brought in Tevin Coleman for the 49ers at running back. Get Sheldon Rankins from the Saints to add on that defense, a line to go along with um, the big boy they drafted out of Alabama. I'm blanking on his name. Um, Starting to start with a Q. Uh, Goodness. Is it Quentin Williams? Yeah, that's his name, right? That's his his name. Yes, I'm tripping. That's his name. And then, uh, Browning and Carl Lawson, the really helped with that pass rush. They've really been missing for years. The number one pass rusher. And then, uh, Gerard Davis, the linebacker from the Lions. We'll see what he does. Um, but as far as the Jets go, I I like their, I like what they did this off season, bolstering that offensive line. You know, you got the, Makai Beckton on the left, you get Elijah Vera to Tucker to go on the left side with him. If he could, turns out to be pretty good, you got your stable for your offensive line for the next 10 to 12 years. Um, they add on to the other side, like I said, Morgan Moses. So, you know, they they really have retooled this offensive line for Zach Wilson, something that was never done under Adam Gase. I mean, you gotta honestly think the team gets better just because they get that post-Adam Gase bump of just being a Atrocious head coach, absolutely atrocious head coach. Yeah,
2: he just Um, needs to go back to offensive coordinating.
0: He don't even need to do that. Peyton Manning got him paid. That's why he was in his Hall of Fame section because he needs to be thankful for Peyton Manning for all the money Peyton Manning (laughs) Manning made him. Um, You know, they 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 added Corey Davis. Not you know. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. Uh, I love Corey Davis. I'm never going to say anything bad for him. Didn't really pan out to be uh, the true number one, but you could definitely be on a receiving core where you're a group of talent and you really don't have a number one to have someone like Elijah Moore, who I think is going to be a really good rookie and Jameson Crowder, who's good in the slot, and Keenan Cole with healthy, who can produce. I think you can do a whole lot worse. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they can get the tight end, Chris Hernan actually going this year, who's got some talent. But the Jets really comes down to the defense, which I think is, you know, Salah was really – Dependent on pressure, he learned how to adjust from that. Coming from San Francisco with all those injuries, he learned to not be so dependent on the pass rush to, with the coverage. He learned to be, do a little bit different than that Seattle scheme. But just not a really talented Jets defense, even though um, – Carl Lawson. I mean, they get Carl Lawson. They got Quentin Williams, but you're also going to need a little bit more than that. Um, yeah. You're going to need a little bit more than that. You're going to need some people. I know Marcus Mays in the secondary – um, they got my boy from Stanford, the cornerback, uh, Bryce, Bryce Hall. No, 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 he's not from Stanford. He's from Virginia, Bryce Hall. He was hurt last year. He came in. He finally got to start a little bit. I, 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 The Jets have potential. I don't think they'll do anything, make any noise. And mostly the reason why I don't believe in the Jets is because I don't believe in the quarterback. Um, I think the Jets got the wrong quarterback. You know, it's going to happen to somebody every year. Uh, if three or four quarterbacks go in the same first round, someone has to have the worst of them, and I just truly think it was the Jets who missed out. Um, I even think the Jaguars, I think Trevor's going to be great, but I think Justin Fields is going to end up being the best quarterback of that group. Him and Trey Lance, I think those two are going to just be phenomenal. Um, I think Trevor's going to be great. though. Like, I think he's going to be phenomenal, too. I just think Justin Fields is going to be a little bit better than everybody. But, uh, I see the Jets breaking somebody's dreams. I uh, just do not see Zach Wilson having it. Uh, I watched that Coastal Carolina game, and I'm telling you, he, it was a lot of seeing ghosts. There's was a lot of running out of the pocket, a lot of inaccurate passes, and I've been keeping up with the trend. I know it's just training camp, but he's had some of the same problems, and I just didn't. One, one thing about me, man, I'm a firm believe is when I cut on that I don't watch – like, I ain't saying I got all 22 or anything like that. But, you know, I have the ability to reach watch some games and look at stuff and look at clips. I follow the right people. If I see that you can't handle pressure at all and it doesn't get better throughout the season and you played against teams, you threw a lot of 50-50 balls up and made a lot of those type of throws, you know, that – are probably going to be batted down or intercepted at the next level. I tend to keep that in mind, uh, which one of the reasons why I wasn't really big on Carson Wentz, had a lot of scattershot accuracy throws. So I was, I'm was i not the biggest Zach Wilson fan. I'm sorry. I watched that Coastal Carolina game and just thought to myself, there's no way they can be talking about this guy being a top five pick.
1: We watched the Coastal Carolina game together, and I agree with you. I am not so I think that was a, a, a bust of a number two pick. No, I definitely think you could have went better options. I'm also kind of happy that they didn't. I, I like Justin Fields' situation uh, it, 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 with the Bears. You know, I just like what he has around them and things like that. So, I like where he is, but at the same time, I just think the Jets made a, a mistake taking Zach Wilson there. Um, not big on their, uh, their defense. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't really plan on – well, I don't really see them making much noise or – you know, really doing anything. I said, like Connor said, maybe they can break a harder too, but I just, I don't see them being a, a top tier team.
0: I, I, agree. I just, I mean, I, I, don't, I hope, he, I hope he comes out there and prove me wrong because I don't ever want to say anybody's like a bust or anything like that. But I just didn't see it when I watched him. Um, and obviously, we'll get a good look at him probably this week in the preseason. I imagine he's going to get uh, a drive to maybe three or four. Um, but I think reps are good for any quarterback, you know, especially for a team like that. But I do believe the Jets are headed in the right place simply because they have the right infrastructure in solid, and the right GM. Um, They drafted well this year. They added some pieces of free agency that they should really be able to uh, improve their team and make a jump from two wins to – I can see the Jets getting five to six wins this year, which would be a vast improvement from two wins. You know, it's absolutely dreadful when you win anything from between one to three to four games. But when you get to six games, seven games, you kind of feel like your team is on the up and up. You know what I'm saying? You had it because maybe, maybe in those those games that make the difference for you being five hundred, maybe three of those games could have swung a different way. Maybe a maybe a flag wasn't thrown here. Maybe maybe an interception here. Maybe a strip sack there. You know, the Jets just want to see some progress this year, and they definitely want to see Zach Wilson's the guy moving forward. Uh, and that remains to be seen. They opened the season week one with Sam Darnold, against Sam Darnold. So it's going to be very interesting, uh, him going back to his former team. And let me just say this about Sam Darnold. I fully expect a Jameis-type year from him. I, mean, I expect Sam Darnold to throw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and a lot of interceptions. Uh, so, yeah, yeah whatever is over unknown season interceptions is bet. over. Uh, I'm thinking Sam Darnold throws somewhere between 13 to 18 picks this year. That's just me. That's just I really me. I'm
1: really I just hope Zach Wilson don't go down because I don't know who they're gonna have back in the
0: month. <laughs> uh, uh, White, the back right? Think the backup quarterback in uh, is the guy that played on Monday Night Football last year. Uh, they let Flacco go, I think.
1: Yeah, Flacco out of there. I don't. It's uh, uh, from what I'm saying. I got Mike White. Okay, Mike White.
0: What's is Isn't that, hey, isn't that the Mike Michael? White? O- Oregon State, right? Sounds about right. Uh, I think he went to Oregon State. Hey, let Mike White f- take flight, Goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> He went to USF. Uh, oh, now nah, keep Mike off. ass on the bench. They make him, <laughs> I, I just don't see it. I don't know if he went to a different school, but like you went to UCF, and UCF been popping Whoa. the last like four, five years and we ain't heard about you. Nah, Mike White, you got to lay that ass down. Uh, now to get to the, you know, the delightful ending portion of the uh, podcast. We talk football. Now let's talk a little food, fellas. You guys will be the first two people who have ever stayed around for the food portion, too. So it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I, I like to food. do for the food portion is um, I rank teams one through four, you know, going to their division based on what they're we perceive them to do on the field this season. But what your performance on the field has nothing to do with what your city does food-wise. So what I want to do is, you know, tap in and do a little research about what these cities, what's the most popular foods in the cities, what the locals eat. So you could be number one in the food chart, but you could be number four on the field. Um, you know, which is the case for, let's see, you know, you got, you, you got play, in, in, in this division, you got New York, which that covers the Jets and the Giants are going to have the same thing. I'm not even going to waste my time. Like the Rams and the Chargers, they have the same food too because they're both in the same city. Uh, But, you know, last episode I had Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee, and um, Indianapolis. And of course, Houston being the worst football team, but they're like right up there with the food. They're like number one. So it was a flip. So kind of interested to get you guys' opinion on this. And off the back, we'll start with the Jets since we just finished with the Jets. Of course, New York, uh, the Big Apple. Uh, You're going to think pizza, big New York slices, thin crust pizza, uh, greasy. Give me a pepperoni slice. You know, you're thinking of bodega sandwiches, going to the bodega when you're in New York, Chinatown, um, different foods from different cultures, uh, different vendors, you know, hot dog stands, um, chopped cheese sandwiches, you know, things of that nature, cheesecake, bagels, ramen, pretzels, just being on the go. You know, New York is on the go, but they have their different cultures. They have the Jewish section. Um, so you – different cultures of food. So to me, New York, when, when I sit here and at the end of the day, I'm going to have to rank these teams one through 32. I think both New York teams will fit somewhere comfortably um, in the top half. I mean, I love pizza. I love Chinese food. You're gonna get an authentic there. Um, I've never been to a bodega, but I've had, I've had something similar. I've been to stores, uh, mom and pop stores that serve their own food. We used to have a place called the Green Avenue uh, store in my neighborhood growing up. You know, you could go up in there, you could get all kind of shit. Like we used to get the six piece wing uh, for like, you used to get the six piece wing for like three dollars. You know what I'm saying? You might throw you some fries on there. You might get the burger. You might get the dog. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I, I resonate with that. They got whatever. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. When I went to New York, they had some really good food. Um, they had a. We well, had. A, I think I had a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I had some. I, we went and ate in Chinatown. What? Um, yeah, it was. I think
0: it was China. No, it was – um. God, I can't think of it. The shout out to
1: Little Italy, too. They got Little Italy, Little Italy that's where it was. You know what I'm
0: saying? That's so where like, it was. Little Italy. I mean, that's the thing about it. New for the New York team is probably going to be like a tie at like number like nine or some shit. Like I don't even know. I don't even do it all the teams. This is literally halfway through the divisions, and I can tell you right now, New York tie. Uh Let's move right along because I only got eight minutes left. Uh, you have got New York is I said cheesecake. Oh. I ain't forget listening. cheesecake. Ain't, that's the only child cheesecake I like. Um, we'll go to New England. And, of course, when you think New England, you're thinking clam chowder. Thinking, oh, man, chowder. you think know, cl- you, <laughs> thinking clam cakes. you think thinking fried clams. You're <laughs> drinking lobster rolls. Johnny Cakes you don't know Johnny Cakes. It's these big dry-ass cakes. Some people are different. Some people say Johnny Cakes are like a pancake kind of sort of. Some people say Johnny Cakes are like a biscuit. Either way, I don't want that shit on my plate. Um, <laughs> they got, got Boston got, Baked Beans. Oh my God, it's literally what I was about to say is next on my list. They got Boston <laughs> Baked Beans. They got Cape Cod Chips. See, when you in your area known for creating something too, I got to give you a little credit when it's that hard. That's why when I did when I do Pittsburgh, when I did Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was number one because I think I think Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh was number one because they got fucking Heinz. Like what you gonna do? But um, in Boston cream pies, so you you might say fuck clam chowder, but I'm a lobster roll fam. I like clams. I like Boston baked beans. Just don't give me a fucking Johnny cake. That's all I uh, ask. I'm
1: a clam chowder fan. Uh, I can definitely go for that. And Some Boston baked beans. Can't go Man. wrong with some Boston baked beans.
0: This nigga eating beans. He like clam chowder? I like clam chowder. Yeah, I fuck with clam chowder.
2: Y'all yeah, ain't shit.
0: That, that's <laughs> fine, but I like yeah. clam chowder.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I like a good lobster roll, but let me tell you right now, you're not going to have me pay you $25 for a little ass lobster roll. That's no. how they try to get you. Nobody well, I mean, wants the it should Boston be
2: cheaper cre- up there.
0: Nobody I mean, wants the Boston cream right pie? The, coming right out the bay. should be cheaper. Nobody wants the Boston cream pie?
2: No. You sure? No. Man, you got New York style cheesecake and you got key lime pie from Miami. Ain't nobody caring about Boston cream pie.
0: Speaking of Miami, key lime pie is literally on my list. Along with M- Miami, listen, I already knew when I did this list I knew some teams were going to be bottom. I knew some teams were going to be top. Let me tell you something. One team, two teams surprised me. Seattle, Carolina. Why? thought Carolina Barbecue was going to drag them all the way down to the bottom because it's disgusting. North Carolina, actually, decent list. One team I knew was going to be, two other teams I knew was going to be on top. Buffalo. Why? Wings. I don't give a fuck about nothing else on the list. Wings. But Miami, I knew they were going to be high. Why? Because they got a huge Cuban population, and I love Cuban food. So, Miami to start off, they are known for their Cuban food because they have a huge Cuban population. So, like what else do I have to say? If you've never had Cuban food, then that's your fault. But uh they're known for the stone crab down there also. They uh it's crazy. They like a fish sandwich down in Miami. Miami, Miami, they really fuck with a fish sandwich, fried, grilled, whichever way. Miami people. Um, yeah, they do. For they like chic you know what I'm saying? You know, fritas, yep, arepas. Fritas are those hamburgers. Arepas are C- good. Ceviches, ceviche, and soup. That little soup, they like that. Ceviche and,
1: good. I don't know why Connor's saying and, but ceviche good. So don't be a hater, bro. Don't even. Ceviche. I,
0: there's nothing I live in on this list I don't like except key lime pie. But there's the roast. Ro- Interesting thing that Miami fuck with, in my opinion, was they like chicken and waffles with watermelon too.
2: Man, so ceviche is not a food, just just so you know. But ceviche is like raw fish cured and like citrus juices and shit. It's it's a like rule. it can be alright, but some places just. I mean, I imagine in Miami it's gonna be a hell lot better, a hell of a lot fresher, just all around, but.
1: Ceviche up here in South Carolina is like trash. Uh, you ain't had no good ceviche. I get the, the authentic homemade stuff. So, you know, with that being said, I, I, I that's I totally different. South
0: Carolina homemade
2: is the, anything's gonna be better than the stuff they serve.
0: Don't make it at home. South,
2: Carolina, South Carolina ain't where you get it at. Uh, I Uh it's gonna be a whole lot better.
0: I got I got three minutes left. So we yeah. just gotta talk. We just gotta talk buffalo real quick. Buffalo.
1: buffalo. I, I, only had, I have yeah. six
0: things written down because I got the buffalo, and the first two things I wrote was good enough for me. Pizza and wings. And then they like beef on wick, which is like basically a French dip sandwich. Uh they like bison dip, which was another thing that I was like, they can bolster them. Uh spaghetti parm. Which is exactly what you fucking think it is. There's too much sauce on that shit, though. It's just too much sauce. And then uh, a sponge candy. So that's that's the sixth thing they like. I mean, Buffalo is close to New York, so I mean, like, I mean, it's a pretty. much. I mean, it's not close to. New York. I mean, it's in New York. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's the same food they kind of like, but they know for their wings and they love pizza too. So, I mean, what else did you want me to write? It's pizza, it's wings, like they origin they ain't the originator of the wings, but they do them right. So just based off the strength of the chicken wing, they're not dropping lower than top ten. But the number one team, in my opinion, what these the uh the number one team in my opinion, oh, still is gone. He dropped out. The number one team in my opinion, food wise, is Miami. Uh just going with the fresh seafood, going with the Cuban population. Um, I'm pretty sure there is some other population, the Haitian, the Haitian community down there. Man, uh, so you got their them. food. You got it, it's a melting pot. So how could I all not? All Latin the food, number one. Uh, all Latin America. Easy. You got Jamaica in there. Or you gonna have. Uh, honestly, I'm ready to go ahead and say this. I've done 12 teams so far. Um, no, this ain't done 12 teams. I've done 16 teams so far. And I would go as far as to say between the AFC North, the AFC South, and the NFC West, the number one food place is Miami right now out of all teams I've done so far. Hey. But number two in this division to me has to be Buffalo um, simply because of the chicken wings and the pizza. Uh, that's just I don't know if you got the same kind
2: of pizza as like. No, 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 pizza. no. no, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, give me New York City I just mean, because just because you got Chinatown and the bodegas and all that and and that's that's more my steez anyways. So, uh yeah, give me Miami, give me the Jets, give me Buffalo and then give me New England and I'm not I'm going to say this, no team in this division has bad food. It's just that I can't put New England over the top. I can't put nothing they got over wings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it can't it can't put them below and it can't go over New York because New York got too much of a variety.
2: And you Miami's the number butt. one. You got Boston butt. Even though
0: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Boston butt. Boston butt. Yeah. You up ba- Yeah, you got Boston butt. That's all you got in Boston. You got the Boston butt. The Boston Butt. So you might be number one all the time on the field, in New England, with your coach and Tom Brady. But <laughs> fool wise, you're number four because you got Boston butt. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? And uh on that note, thank you to my guests. Thank you for still. You dropped out a little early. You didn't get to stick around for the whole conversation. Uh appreciate you sticking around for this kind Uh definitely try to get you guys back on. Um on a later date prediction uh, Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we start doing the predictions, I'll definitely have you guys come on and uh, drop your knowledge for me. Uh, Cause I'm not going to do every game week one. I'll probably do every game, but I'm probably going to do like five or six games every week that I find interesting uh, and go from there. But, uh, hey, man, you, you have a good night. Y'all, uh, y'all get this in the morning. So y'all have a great day. And as always rate, subscribe, uh, review to the podcast, if you don't, that's all right, because eventually you will, anyways. Peace, love, and chicken grease. I'll